Breaking It Down with Frank McKay. This is 1039 LI News Radio. I'd like to welcome everyone to Breaking It Down. This is Frank McKay, but more importantly, a very talented man joins us, uh, an actor, entertainer, impressionist, solo song stylist, or song stylist, Richard Halpern. Richard, how are you? I'm well, Frank. How are you, sir? Good. How, how's that for an introduction? I love this. That's great. <laughs> that kind of covers a lot I of... I couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> yeah. Well, that covers a lot of things, and I, you are a multi-talented artist, and if anyone hasn't checked you out, actually, as we get started, why don't you give people your website in case they want to follow along with what you do, because you, you do so many things. Give us a website. Absolutely. It's richardhalpern.info, and I'll spell that as R-I-C-H-A-R-D. H-A-L-P-E-R-N dot info, I-N-F-O. Now it's, and you can go there, all things Richard Halpern. <laughs> now, now, it's been a while since you've been on the show. You were, you were with us way early on when the station here on Long Island just started. And, uh, you know, other people uh, will be hearing this as well. But uh, let's, let's focus on, on something local. Uh, you have a show coming up. Uh, in, yes. in a few days, uh, July 25th, at Malloy College, and it's a, a nice facility from what I understand. Let's talk about that a little bit. What, what is, it's Irving Berlin, uh, the music of Irving Berlin, but you tell it better. Go ahead. Yes, it's a, it's a tribute to the music of Irving Berlin, and it, it's entitled uh, the, the Melody Lingers On, the Songs of Irving Berlin, and uh, I'll be featured in that cast. We have uh, Lee Merriweather. Is going to be there. Our good friend uh, Frank Bastille is going to be there, and uh, Sarah Wright. She's a, a, a Broadway actress. She was the original Joanna in uh, in Sweeney Todd. And our good friend Judy Mark is going to be joining us, and uh, a cast of thousands, as I like to say. <laughs> we, we have a, a group of wonderfully talented individuals who round out the, the rest of the cast and the singing. Group. And uh, I had the pleasure of working with these people uh, last year. The name of the group is South Shore Theatricals, and we did a, a tribute to summer, like a, a summer at the shore, South Shore summer. Say that ten times fast. South Shore <laughs> summer <laughs> uh, last year in in the Oceanside. And then this, you're correct when you say this is a, a very different, a, a newer venue, and it's a big, big theater. Um, and uh, it, it's going to be wonderful. We're very excited about it. And as, and as you say, it's, it's, it's July 25th, which is Saturday, and uh, it starts at 8 o'clock. And um, I hope you can come out and see it. It's the Madison Theater on the campus of Malloy College. Yeah, well, everyone should check this out. It sounds uh, it sounds wonderful. And let me remind everyone of who we're speaking to. If you're just tuning in or just turning on your radio, this is Frank McKay. But more importantly, Richard Halpern is our very special guest. And again, he's an entertainer, a song stylist, an impressionist, uh, actor. Uh, he does a little bit of everything. And and you've you've got your eye on nostalgia uh, all all the time. I mean, you you live in the moment, but you do uh, you do have an appreciation for um, the folks who have come before you and let's talk a little bit about that where did your appreciation for uh and we're going way back to the 20s where did that come from is that from your parents well it actually it was uh even though my parents did have a little bit of a show business background my mother did um it, it was never something that they 
uh, inspired in me themselves. I lost my father when I was quite young. Had he lived longer, I'm certain there would have been a more of a theatrical influence from him. But uh, I, I really didn't get it from my family. I just got it from uh, hearing things. And, and I, I, I first uh, started singing uh, for the nostalgia uh, songs of Al Jolson. Jolson has been the catalyst uh, to so many entertainers. And uh, they said, oh, the first thing I wanted to do was be Al Jolson. And then from there, I became, you know, who I was. Uh, I, I made my own style or something like that. But you talk to a lot of the, the great ones, you know, like Judy Garland, Jerry Lewis, um, uh, Wayne Newton. These people, they all started singing Jolson songs and stuff like that. Yeah. And uh, just went on from there. And I think I was, uh, I was one of, the, of, of that uh, ilk. Uh, what did you What did your folks do? I know you said your dad passed early. What was his uh, occupation? He was a manufacturer's representative. He was basically in, in sales and uh, you know, promotion of, of different uh, um, uh, manufacturers. Uh, and my mother was a housewife by the time you know she married him. And then she, when he passed away, she went to work and stuff. She did just regular uh, working jobs and things like that. But early on, she sang with Danny Thomas. Wow. When he was still known as Amos Jacobs back in Detroit at the, the beer gardens where they would go, and, and uh, she sang with him, and I think that's exciting. <laughs> yeah, well, that is. Did you, did you ever get the uh, the chance to meet Danny Thomas? You know, I almost did. I, I was uh, a guest a performer, guest actor on his television show. He had a television show in the 80s called One Big Family, where hmm. he played like the grandfather of this show. And I got the guest star on one of the episodes, but unfortunately it was one of the episodes that he was not on that episode. But I really do wish that I would have had a chance to speak with him and say uh, about my mother. And I said, you remember my mom and blah, blah, blah. Um, I did never get that chance. I always, I, I, like, not like Don Adams would say, missed it by that much. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's well, a shame. I, I never met Danny either. I, I've met his daughter a couple of times, Marlo Thomas. And I bet she's very nice. Very, very, very nice. And, uh, and yeah, but that's a uh, that's a good showbiz family there. But uh, that's interesting that your mother got to sing with him. And how, how much was she singing? Was she uh, was she doing this for a very long time? Was she doing it professionally for a long time? What was uh, what was her history in music? Well. That I couldn't tell you. Um, she just basically said this is what she did, and she didn't get more specific than that. I don't think she kept a record of the different venues and the different things. Um, so I, I don't imagine that she did it for very long. It, it, she was no longer with us, uh, yeah. unfortunately. So, but. Uh, is it a, she was. You could ask her that. <laughs> yeah. She would have made a great interview. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, let me ask you, because of that, because your mother had this uh, great experience and you really didn't know much about it, is it important for you to, you know, as a, as a performer, as a professional, as a person, whatever, to, to kind of have a, a documentation of what uh, you've done? Did that have any effect on you, the fact that— uh, you know, she had this great experience, and there's very little known about it, you know, and, and it's because of the times, you know, there was no internet and there was no, uh, you know, no way to keep track. But is it important for you as a performer to kind of keep track of what you've done? Oh, absolutely. No, I, I absolutely believe that. And I, I keep a record of just about everything 
that I do, uh, everything I've ever done, I, I have a, a, a list of it. I think I have a copy of every resume that I ever made. You know, and as it mm. changes, you know, I still keep a copy of the one previous to that one. I have a lot of photographs. I have a lot of, uh, anytime I work on a television show, I have the script or the, 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 the sides, which is the, the portions of the script that pertain to me, whatever they give out. You know, they used to send out full scripts and this, and then now they just send out, like, the pieces that pertain to you or links to the script online and you just read, you know, your part and stuff. They used to have messengers that would come out and, and bring the changes in the script before you'd shoot. They don't do that anymore because of the, of course, as you said, the advent of the Internet, everything has changed. Um, but, yeah, I do think it's very, very important to keep a record of what one does uh, as best you can. And even as good as you do that, there's still always something that you forget. And someone will come up to you and say, I remember when you performed at this and this. And I said, I don't remember that. They go, oh, yeah, I do remember that. Now, and, in fact, the other night, I just saw some photographs of me at some event. I don't know where this was. <laughs> I have no idea where this was. I have to talk to the people that, that put it up and say, where, where did we do this? Um, you know what that means? That means you're working a lot. You're working well, yeah, a lot. Yeah, but that's why it's important to keep a record, because if you get something, so I don't remember doing this or what. It, oh, yeah, I looked at my record. It was this type of this thing, yeah. And I do keep all my uh, handbills, any flyers I ever made for, for shows, uh, which are fewer and far between now, because now in, instead of, you know, the, the old days, you would make up a, a postcard, and you'd run off flyers at the copy place, and you'd stick them up all over town, you know, and you'd mail out postcards to your mailing list, and you'd stand there licking stamps and sticking labels. Well, the Internet has taken care of that. Nobody, it, it's rare that a lot of people send out uh, paper cards for certain things. A lot of people just go on to Facebook or they have a mailing list, so they, they do that because that's most of the receipts and invitations and announcements that I receive from other performers are something that I, I get online. Uh, so it has changed. So it's hard to keep something in your hand that it doesn't exist in your hand. Let's just print it out. But uh, it, after I stopped making handbills, I did keep track of all the, the posters that were printed up of, of my things. I, I, there is a record there of those things, yeah. Frank McKay here once again reminding folks that our special guest today is Richard Halpern. And Richard is a just a wonderful actor, entertainer. A, an impressionist and, and a song stylist. He does a little bit of everything. Uh, Richard, you touched on a name that uh, after so many years of him being gone uh, is still talked about. And I've uh, interviewed so many people, and the name Al Jolson comes up. Uh, Donnie Most, for uh, instance. You know Donnie from uh, Happy Days fame, right? Sure I do. And, uh, and you ask him what, what his uh, big influence is, and, and you, you expect him to say Sinatra, which, of course, he says, and he says Bobby Darren. You know, he's doing this... Uh, um, you know, this big band, uh, you know, vocal show out there. Yeah, but he, he just did something out here at the Catalina. Yeah. Uh, and, Bar and Grill in Hollywood. Yeah. yeah. And and he uh, and he talks about Jolson as being... Oh, a, a, well, I didn't know that. That's yeah. Wonderful. As being an influence, and, and so many other people have. What is it about Al Jolson that uh, that has somehow withstood the, the test of time? Well, there's, there's people that are timely... And there are people that are timeless. And Jolson is, was someone who is timeless. And even though he is no longer walking this earth or everything, his legacy remains timeless for the entertainer that he was. 
And this is somebody that, you know, anything you read about him, because there's people very few and far between that actually saw him in person, but they said you had to see him in person. He was the greatest thing that ever set foot on any stage, any time, and he was this and that. Um, I, I know uh, Baby Peggy, who was a silent screen star as a little child uh, back in the 20s. That's a Diana Sarah Carey. And she's well into her 90s, but it's very, very loose. But she remembers Al Jolson. She remembers seeing him. She remembers being on the same bill as he was. And she said, yeah, he, he was something in person. But uh, she also mentioned that, the, that this film of him, The Plantation Act, which actually was a short subject that predated The Jazz Singer by a year, mm. was basically an experiment with the same sound-on-film process from Warner Brothers, known as Vitaphone, that they wound up making the full-length picture, the jazz thing with. They did a whole bunch of these short subjects before, and I remember asking her about that short, and she said, yes, that was about as close as him being on stage as you could get. And so there was a, a little validity in that. That's great. I'm so glad I got that validated from her. But about him, he had this voice, he had this delivery that just surpassed uh, anybody else and he inspired every entertainer that came after him. Uh, people say, you know, well, who was the greatest entertainer? Well, Elvis was the greatest. Or Judy Garland was the greatest. Frank Sinatra was the greatest. Ask those people who the greatest was. They're, they would say Jolson. Uh, mm. And that's, that's, I found that to be true. And then to hear that Don, Donnie Most is saying that, I'm very happy to hear that. I was not aware of that. Uh, and it's good to know that his influence uh, reaches across the, the hands of time to be able to influence singers uh, today and entertainers today uh, to try to live up to just at least one iota of what he had, which is basically what, what we all try to do in, in our singing, especially I do. I mean, I do some Jolson in my show. I do some Jolson-esque things in my show. And uh, there, there's, there's, there's a hint of it in my, in my delivery. Sometimes when I perform, like for the International Al Jolson Society, you do like a Jolson-specific show, and you try to uh, sound and look like them as much as you can. I, I kind of look like them now. Um, I, I don't mean blackface and everything. Right. I'm, quite, I'm quite pale. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, people say to me, did, did you cut your hair on purpose to look like Al Jolson? I say, no. It just fell out on its own. <laughs> like well, that. well but, let's uh, let's touch on something that, that you just said there. And again, uh, for those who who don't know, uh, the jazz singer uh, was the first, uh, for all intents and purposes, the first sound uh, film, full a uh, full featured length motion picture, uh, 1927, I believe. Right, it won the best that's picture. Correct. That's correct. You're very correct. Right, and uh, and. Jolson was the the star there, but you mentioned the blackface. Now, yeah. po political correctness, uh, I, I assume, wouldn't allow a, a Jolson impersonator to to put on blackface nowadays. I mean, is that accurate? Well, it, it depends on what you're doing. Now, for what I do, if I'm just doing concerts, or as my friend Julie Shepard likes to say, concertizing. Um, you don't do something like that. There's, there's no reason to do it. Maybe in England. England has a, a much more, uh, I don't want to say lenient. I don't know if that's the right word. No, but, but right. they they, uh, they allow that. that. That's something that's more common. Relaxed would be the word. They, they may be yeah, more relaxed. Maybe that's the right, yeah. Because there are entertainers that do that over in 
in England just for the sake of doing it, putting on minstrel shows and putting on the Now, just for our younger viewers you know, or listeners, blackface, let's explain what that is. That, that's basically a, a form of satire that has been around since the beginning of theater in, in the Greek time when people would try to dress or assume the look, sound, and mannerisms of another culture. Uh, usually somebody or some culture that is, is current for that time, and they're making a statement about that culture. Well, blackface, of course, came about after, uh, you know, in the 1800s, maybe before then, I don't know. Uh, I'm not that versed on it. Uh, but, yeah, it was basically uh, a, a thing that would, would satire uh, the people that were, were black or the slaves or whoever. They did that. And by the time... Uh, show business in the, the the early 20th century came about, that became a staple. In fact, George M. Cohen wrote a book. It was a vaudeville handbook, and he wrote the forward. And this, this is a book from about 1914 or 19... I forget what year I saw this book. And that was, according to him, that was, that was the best thing you could do, is put on a good black face. And yeah. uh, <laughs> so Jolson, he wasn't making fun or making a joke or trying to, you know, lampoon any of these black people or black characters that that uh, were around, he was believable. He played it straight. He was his character was named Gus, and this character that he played in several Broadway shows uh, made him the star that he became. And the reason is because, as I said, he was not making fun of people. He was really this black person. Mm. And it's funny because you see that character all through history. You go back to King Lear. In King Lear, you've got the fool. The fool happens to be the smartest person in the play. And he speaks in riddles, and he speaks with a side to the audience. And he's the only one that truly loves King Lear all the way. And, of course, the character of him is everybody picking on him, making fun of him because he's this, this subservient and, and lower-class citizen, but he's the smartest one in the play. The show, uh, a funny thing happened on the way to the forum, the Zero Mostel character. He, he is a slave, but he is the smartest one in the show, and he's the one that is helping the families and, and making all the love arrangements and going back and forth and working all the deals. Look at Hogan's Heroes. Hogan's Heroes, you know, Colonel Hogan was playing the fool in the eyes of the Nazis, but he was the one running all the the guns back and forth, and, and he was smarter than, than, than anybody else in that play and was really the, the kind of unsung hero of that. And uh, Jolson was doing the same thing, and this is the thing that it, it, it hasn't uh, changed if you look at it that way. Well, uh, because that's, that's exactly what Jolson was doing. Well, let me jump in and remind folks once again. We got about a minute and a half only. It, time flies, Richard. With Richard, with Richard Halpern, this is Frank McKay, and again, Richard Halpern uh, is uh, is is a wonderful actor, entertainer, a song stylist, impressionist. He does uh, just great things. If you get a chance to see him live, do so. Uh, but definitely check him out on July 25th. And Richard, give us the uh, information again. Okay, July 25th is the Irving Berlin Tribute. 
uh, at the uh, at the Madison Theater on the campus of Illinois College. It's called uh, uh, the song. Uh, the melody lingers on. I'm sorry. The melody lingers on. All right. A tribute to Irving Berlin. It's going to be Saturday, July 25th. That's right around the corner, isn't it? Right, right around so the corner. In, that's it. So you can uh, you can go to my website if you like RichardHalpern.info. All the information is there. Or just just uh, look it up online. Madison Theater. NY.org, I think, is the box office for that. But, yeah, so it should be being publicized all over the place by now. So hope you can come out and hear some wonderful Irving Berlin tunes uh, from the teens and the 20s and 30s, and I'll be singing some of those, and I'm very happy to do so. Richard Halpern, real quick, uh, again, Frank McKay here. we got about 30 seconds left. Give us uh, your August 2nd date. August 2nd, yeah, out here in Los Angeles at the Cicada Club. Um, all 1920s and 1930s, Richard Halpern, Hollywood Cavalcade. Frank McKay signing off. I want to thank everyone for listening in. Richard Halpern has been our guest. Frank McKay here. We'll see you next time on Breaking It Down.